Framing Culture. Hello, good evening. In this edition of Framing Culture, I am in Guimarães, a city in the northern part of Portugal, and I am in front of Atelier Retiro. Hi! Olá! Bem-vindo! Hello! Welcome! Come on in! Hello, Joy. How are you? I'm great! José, how are you? I'm great. So, I really wanted to come to visit you in your wonderful project. So, for those at home or driving your cars who don't know, Joy Hanford is a wonderful friend and a very talented artist, educator and community organizer. And so, I would like you to talk about this wonderful project, life project that you have here. Yeah. Atelier Retido is my atelier. It's my studio where I work and I invite my community to come here and also work. We work a lot in clay. We have a lot of other community outreach programs, art programs, meetings. Uh, we call them tortulias, where like talks, artist talks, debates. We also have a lunch club here. It's a community center. A lot of people come when it's raining to get out of the rain because Retido means a refuge, a retreat, a place that you can escape to. And it was really fortuitous that I found a perfect art studio space on a street named Retreat. So Joy, as I walk with you in this um, very cozy and very industrious um, space, I want you to tell us more about how do you arrive in Portugal? Like as a summary, how does it happen? A Midwestern mm -hmm. comes to Portugal and years later, starts this wonderful space. I'm a Midwestern girl. I'm from all over the Midwest, um, Illinois, uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin, uh, Baraboo. Um, I lived in Indiana, I lived in Ohio, I lived in Kentucky, I've lived all over. And then I went to a party and I met this Portuguese grad student and <laughs> found myself <laughs> unfortunately bitten by the love bug and I came on over um, I started coming part-time in 2005 I immigrated to Portugal in 2010 and I opened my community pottery studio in 2020. Did you always have this idea that you'd come to Europe that you would open a space um, a community place like this or it's something that sort of emerged in you as you start sort of figuring out the next steps in Europe? 100% always thought I would open a community pottery studio or have a pottery studio. Um, I am an artist first and foremost, but my medium has not always been clay, but has I've always been passionate in clay. So I was very lucky that I used to run a community pottery studio in Indiana University. It was a community studio. It did not have to do with the academic program. It was for the community. And that was in Bloomington, Indiana. There's a Bloomington in practically every state in the Midwest, but I was in Bloomington, Indiana, University. It was in the union, the student union, and it was a hundred-year-old pottery studio, and it was such a pleasure to um, be the resident potter there and the community coordinator there, and we also had dark rooms, and we had drawing classes, and so it was something that I always knew I would get back to, but with all things in immigration, nothing is easy, and it took me 10 years to get back in. I did a lot of ethnographic pottery here in Portugal. I worked in the museums. I did a lot of writing. I did a lot of travel writing, and and a lot, I used to work in the textile industry as well. Um, and all of this has influenced my work now, which has been really wonderful. Um, but it just took time to build up the resources again to open a community pottery studio. And I'm just very grateful and lucky um, to be doing this work for a second time. 
you know, it's, it's a fascinating process, but it's also one made of struggles to be in a foreign country trying to open a project like this. So tell me, I want to go in a second um, more in depth about your artwork, but how do you compare, if you can compare, the pottery sort of community studio that you had back in America and this one with a different culture, with a different set of goals probably? How do you compare the both? And what is the energy that you can get from both places and from both cultures? The culture behind a community art studio in the United States is quite open. It's not a new concept. In Portugal, a hobby aspect or a, we say passatempo, a pastime in the arts outside of painting, drawing, or photography is not something that they are used to. Um, it has always existed. I'm not saying it's, it's, but it's not in the lexicon, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America or let's say England, Scotland, etc., another culture, another place outside of the United States, you have that aspect of, I'm having a hard time. I'm going to take a pottery class. I don't know what I'm doing with myself. I'm going to take a pottery class. I'm divorced. I'm going to take a pottery class. I'm sad. I'm going to take a pottery class. So, so it becomes this sort of therapeutical cathartic yeah, process sure. with your hands. Yes. Uh, working in clay, because we all throughout humanity have worked in clay. It's the oldest art form, and it was our first industrial product, ceramics. So outside of those two things, we have a really, in a different way, and I think it comes straight out of the new contemporary arts movement post-World War II, we have a whole different aspect, especially in the United States, on craft as craft is vocation. But craft can be elevated to a high art. Mm -hmm. That high art has value and merit, whether it be therapeutic or as a product, an art product to purchase and collect, just like you would a painting. Exactly. And and that's actually super important that you're mentioning that because as we previously discussed and we share about these important topics, what is fascinating and I think very valuable about projects like yours in Guimarães, in northern Portugal or in other in other locations, is the fact that there is or there has been a tendency to divide what you consider high Mm -hmm. or more conceptual art and the crafts. But if you go back, of course, in time to a reality called uh, Bauhaus, you realize that these two things were actually not necessarily disconnected. So Yes, and that comes straight out of the movement that I was talking about before, the post-World War II movement. So um, when the Bauhaus decided to disband because they did not want to support the political and totalitarian regime that was developing around them and already existed. A lot of them immigrated and brought great ideas to the United States specifically. I studied a long time in North Carolina at Penland School of Crafts, and a a lot of those instructors came straight from Black Mountain Mountain College. And so I have always been raised with this idea that as long as you reach a master level in any field with a creative bend you are an artist you are a fine art artist it has no delineation between the two which Mm -hmm. was a Bauhaus idea Mm -hmm. and coming to Portugal it's very different because they don't have that that doesn't exist Uh, pottery is factory work Mm -hmm. weaving is factory work Uh, embroidery is just what you do it's you know a lot a lot of these things that have modern crafts movements outside of Portugal are only now getting to have that creative bend here I am considered an artisan or a craftsperson. Uh, it's very hard to explain my passionate respect for what I do and that it's art first, craft last. 
I think things are changing, though. Yes. Things, the labor is being rescued to a higher, more elevated place. And mm -hmm. I'm so happy that uh, you are doing this work because it's expanding oh. and it's going to, uh, and it's probably it's already inspiring others. You mm -hmm. can only say that. Yes. Oh, well, that's very kind. Like I said before, uh, community pottery suits have existed. Mine is not the first. Mm -hmm. um, it's an open business plan. Uh, it's been around since post-war, definitely. And before, if you look at places like Penland and other craft schools that always had this ability. Specifically here, uh, I worked in the Museum of Systems in Guimarães in ethnographic pottery and trained in um, a specific art form of pottery that is dying out. It's a decorative form of pottery called the Cantarines dos Numbrados. And when I trained in that, it was to make sure it doesn't die. As I move around in the space with Joy, I see um, a plethora, I mean, a really fascinating sets of objects. I can see more, I would say, more functional objects, but also some that have such a, a powerful, creative and personal uh, dimension. So can you talk a little bit about what you are doing here yourself? I'm very lucky that I can have a lot of artists. We have day jobs and a lot of artists, our day jobs are teaching. So I teach classes here as well. I make a lot of functional work as well. I teach people how to make functional work. You're in a full pottery studio. I have seven full-time members who use my pottery studio and the equipment to make their own work. Then I have students. So you're surrounded by a lot of tiny pots, baby pots, little pots, learning pots, you know. And then um, you have my work here. So I have 24 years experience in clay. I make art, I make utilitarian art, and I make sculptural art. Um, my work is brutal. It's, um, I leave my mark heavy in the clay and uh, I leave a lot behind. So you see three and a half years of work here of mine and the rest of the people, everyone who works here, I have taught because there was no training specifically on the ceramics wheel. There's lots of hand building in Portugal, um, but the ceramics wheel is what I really focus on because there's a lack of that education here in the north of Portugal. And may I ask you, um, while we dive deeper into your own practice, if you could come up with some major concepts and ideas that drive what you do, what would those be? I believe the main theme of my work is legacy. My last body of work is all focused on the urban decay of the city that I'm living in. My city is a very fast gentrifying city. I'm very inspired by this historic medieval city center of Guimarães and the urban decay that is being washed away. And I'm trying to preserve that. Um, and most of my work is about legacy. It's about honoring the time and the million little steps, all of the days that led to the day that the thing was made have as much value as the object. It is the legacy of the person making the work. It is the legacy of the people who taught the person to make the work. It is the humanity behind the whole concept. And that's why it is so important to me to continue to work in clay mm -hmm. because it's our oldest art form. So thank you so much. Thank you, José Carlos Teixeira. You gosh, but the...